Wake up, it's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Praise God, hallelujah. And welcome to the morning motivation. I am your host, Brittany Daniel. I hope you guys had a beautiful and blessed weekend. Happy Monday. It is September 26, 2022. And this is the last week of September. Time is flying. I hope that we are being diligent with our time as much as possible. If you have not gotten yourself a good routine, a good schedule, and all of those things, I hope that you get one very, very soon. Where did my little note card go? Oh, here it is. So um, this week we are continuing. We are almost done, you guys. We are on chapter 35 of A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And man, some revelations for myself have come through. I hope that you guys have gotten revelations for those of you who got in the book, who've uh, who've been who've won the book. We have another book giveaway, not this Friday. Actually, we may sh- we should do this Friday since the last week of uh, Purpose Driven Life, and then we have one more on Monday. Um, so, if you want to enter the book giveaway, go to brittanythehost.com in order to get your to win a copy. Really, really good book, life changing. Um, if you have not read it or do not have a copy, the link is down below if you do not want to wait because we only do a couple of giveaways. So if you don't win, I highly recommend get the book, reading it yourself. But we are continuing on today with chapter 35, which is the power, the God's power is in your weakness. And, but I've had a lot of revelations over the weekend um, just a recap real quick with me. I hope you guys are doing good. Let me know what you guys did this weekend in the chat. Man, church was on fire on Saturday or excuse me, Sunday. We had uh, Pastor Cheryl Brady visit our church. And when I tell you she turned the house upside down, child, it was it was it was amazing. So if you have not found a church uh, yet, I highly recommend getting into a physical church. If you need a church, one L.A., or one church uh, with Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts, which she got the torch handed to her with women that are loose. Congratulations to Pastor Jakes, Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. And then um, with her husband, Pastor Torre Roberts as well. They run that church. So if you do not have a physical church home, highly recommend starting with them online. Embassy City here in Atlanta is a great one online as well. And then if you live in Atlanta, let me give give you guys one more church. Um, and I believe they have online church as well. Oh, let me find it. Let me find it. I will let you guys know uh, tomorrow because I cannot, I can't find the the church. Um, but that church is great as well. So I'll have a few church recommendations for you all if you're not quite in physical church yet. But I highly recommend it because when you are fellowshipping with like-minded people, especially when you're in the right church, the spirit just comes down. God is present. And it's just something you can't get when you at home by yourself. Like sometimes you can get a revelation at home. You can shout at home, but there's nothing like when God's people are together, praising the Lord together. It's powerful. Okay. So I highly recommend getting into a good church. If you have not already get a physical Bible, the Bible app is great. You know, everybody in church has a digital app and they highlight and stuff, but there's something about having a physical Bible in my personal opinion where you can highlight and really see what God is calling you and and has you. So I I highly recommend that. But let's jump into our morning prayer. Go ahead and load up the comments. If this is your first time watching live, welcome. Let me know where you are watching from. And we go live each and every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for being faithful. 
I hope you guys are just as faithful in your prayer and your worship and um, just your relationship with God as you are to morning motivation, because I really appreciate it. I appreciate it so much for allowing me to serve in this capacity. But I pray that you're not just here, but you're taking it into the next day. OK, um, so let's get ready to pray. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for waking us up again for another day. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship online. I pray that anybody that's dealing with any obstacles that are standing in that they're in their way, give them the strength to bust through and let them know that any setback they have is a set up for success. Let them know that you are always by their side, that their faith is it can be as big as a mountain, that there is nothing that you can't come to pass, Lord, that it, with the name of Jesus that we call out to you, that any barriers, mindset shifts that need to happen now are happen now, happening now in Jesus name. I pray that any any, any, any pain, any, any setbacks, any brokenness is revealed as, as a, as a turning point for them to live right and do the things that are pleasing in your sight and your darling son, Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. So I pray that you guys are doing well. I pray that we are on, oh, I almost forgot to do my shout outs, you know, but I pray that we are continuing to seek out God and live and do the things that are are pleasing in his sight. Okay. So happy Monday, Destiny. Good morning. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, Felicia. Good morning, Chevy Chev. Glorious Rising. Happy Housewife. Good morning, Melanin Honey. Good morning, Diamond. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Nana. Happy Monday. Grand Rising, Kiki. Good morning, Turquoise. Lovely Capricorn. Good morning. Good morning, Venetia. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, Norma. Good morning. Good morning, Brandy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so sweet. Good morning, she Amber. Uh, good morning, Kiwan. Hey. Oh, Kiki and you. Uh, okay, so Kiki and Norma finished a 14-day challenge. And I want to thank her for helping me get through this cleanse. Absolutely. Hey, shout out to you guys. See, I love that you guys are communicating together and man, fellowshipping together. That is a beautiful thing. If you are being called to fast or do a cleanse or anything in this time, it is a great time to do it. God is bringing revelations to so many people and he is calling his people. So make sure you guys are answering the call. Make sure you guys are, are being obedient to what his word is telling you to do. And man, obedience and sacrifice can sometimes be the hardest thing. Uh, looking ourselves in the mirror and seeing the areas in our lives that just don't bring us so much joy or that we know that we can change. And it can feel like punishment, but it's not. It's God's way of revealing so that he can shift us, mold us and promote us. OK, I shared a I'm, I'm not done with the shout out. Sorry, y'all. I shared a message by Sarah Jakes Roberts because I was dealing with a few things personally, right? Trying to, to, to change and shift. And I, I kind of kept feeling like, man, God, I feel like I'm being punished for trying to do the right thing. It just doesn't feel good. And I got a revelation from that message. So if you're in that space where you're like, I'm, tr I'm changing my life, I'm shifting, but I, I feel like, I don't feel like I feel like I'm supposed to feel, please go listen to that word. Um, I, I shared it on my community page. It is called a, I uh, just finished listening to it, man. It was super, super powerful. And it is called, hold on, y'all, give me a second. Don't Settle for Safe uh, by Sarah Jakes Roberts. I shared it on my community page. Go check it out. If anybody's in that space, 
she speaks a powerful word that can help you get through that. But I'm so uh, congratulations to Kiki and Norma for doing your 14 day cleanse. 14 days. Ooh, that's a long time. So congratulations to you. Good morning, Dima. Diamond. My bad. <laughs> yes, Kiki, y'all did. Congratulations. Uh, Societal uh, Simone. Socialite Simone. Good morning. Felicia Samuels. Good morning. Finally caught alive. Well, thank you for being here. Melanin Honey says she got good news. I wanted to send you a confirmation letter. I got so behind the scenes, me and Melon and Honey spoke about something. I knew everything was going to come to pass. I'm super, super happy for you. Y'all, God is working in people's lives. Just be faithful, be patient, and he will show up right on time. And thank you so much, Melon and Honey, for letting me know. Congratulations. I'm super excited for you and proud of you. I knew everything was going to work out fine. And I'm just so blessed that that happened. Uh, I'm, I'm happy you're blessed, but thank you for sharing your confirmation. Hey, I'm so super excited for you guys. Yes, Simone, I'm so happy that you're here. Uh, Cookie Monster sets uh, 27 starting a 21 day fast. Today is day three, and we ooh, that's a long fast, y'all. Everybody, give me give some prayers to Cookie Monster during her fast. Such a lady. Good morning. I am proud of y'all too. I'm so happy that you guys are moving closer to God. That you guys are making sacrifices. That you guys are believing and having faith because really that's all it all it's about um man in the midst of changing your life like i said before it can feel like things aren't progressing or or things aren't happening but if you keep having faith and you know god is abundant and he's going to show up gloriously uh let me read something to you guys that i stumbled upon uh this morning when i was doing my morning uh devotionals and I was praying about fasting. I was like, God, do I need to do a fast? Is there something going on? Anytime you have a question, right? I want you to turn to your Bibles at all times because that's how God speaks through us. If we can't hear his voice and we're going to get in the book, just give me a little second. I feel like somebody might need to hear this. If you ever feel like you can't hear God, you don't know what's going on. You're not, you're not feeling connected. I highly recommend that you turn to the Bible. You pray about what you need. And 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 pray to the Bible, um, pray to God and let him let him lead you. So I believe it was in Acts. Let's see. I believe the verse that I was looking at this morning was in Acts uh, six fifty four. Yes, y'all. I still got to go to the uh, to the table of context because I do not know what the verse is in order. <laughs> when you turn to the I'd be like uh, and I have a real Bible. So people be typing in. Uh, <laughs> be typing it in. I'd be like, wait a minute. Hold on, preacher. I got to actually turn to the page. <laughs> Ain't no shame in my game. Okay. As long as you read and I feel like that's all that matters. Is it Acts? Let's see. Uh, I believe it was Acts. Ah, uh, no, that wasn't it. Oh, that wasn't it. I think it's proverb. I'm sorry, y'all. Give me one second. I think it's Psalms. That's where it was. It was Psalms. It was Psalms. But anytime you guys need a word, turn to your Bible and, and really get into the word and see how God speaks to you. 324. I believe it was Psalms. If it wasn't Psalms, we just going to move on and I'm going to give it to y'all later. <laughs> but I believe it was Psalms. Psalms 30. Well, I highlighted it too. Was it? Okay. No, that wasn't it. 
I'm sorry, y'all. Anyways, when I find it, I'll let you guys know because the because God did speak to me this morning. And it basically what the word said was, um, you know, sometimes when we do feel like we're being punished, it's not a punishment. It's God's way of, of shifting us, moving us closer to him and to know that he although he has punished people in the Bible, but sometimes it's to you to get closer. He needs you. He needs to remove things out of your life. He needs to move things out of the way so that he can be closer to you. Good morning, you guys. Yes, 21 days. Uh, prayers for you to complete fasting and receive revelations along the way. Absolutely. Good morning. How are you? All right, y'all. Sorry about the delay. We're going to just jump in right into the book. If I find the verse, I will share it possibly tomorrow. Okay. Because it was really good. It spoke to me and I believe that um, everybody can get something out of it. Oh, no, suffering sees a good at the present time verse. I know I want to I want to share it with you guys. But basically what the verse was saying was because I it was it's about fasting. And what what I learned was. Um, it, it's God isn't always a God of judgment, like he understands that we're going through a process. He understands that he's shifting and molding us. So we can't always think that we're being punished or God is mad at us. He, he, what the verse was saying is that he has a heart of gold. Like he loves us so much that he has to remove things in order to get closer to him. It was really, really good. I'll share it with y'all when I find it. It wasn't Hebrews 12 and 11. Cause I didn't read Hebrews. It was either in Psalms or it had to be in acts. Um, but when I find it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share it with y'all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna share it with y'all. Hopefully if I remember tomorrow, I can't promise. I want to break my word, but I want to share it with you guys. Cause it was really, really good. All right. So it says, God uses uh, God's power in your weakness. It says we are weak yet, but yet God, yet by God's power, we will live. Uh, we live to serve him. And then it says, I am. And that was Corinthians, second Corinthians 13 and four. And it says, I am with you. And that is all you need. My power shows up in the best, best in the weak and weak people. Second Corinthians 12 and nine. And it says, God loves to use weak people. Everyone has a weakness. In fact, we have a bundle of flaws and imperfections, physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual. You may have also, you, you may also have uncontrollable circumstances that weakens you, such as financial or relation, relational rep, uh, limitations. The more important the more important issue is what we do with these. So it's saying that everybody has a weakness. As you're getting closer to God, right? Sometimes your mind wants you to be perfect. You're like, okay, God, I've made the decision to change my life. I'm starting to make the, the, the sacrifices. And you find yourself slipping up or maybe there's an area of your life where you feel like, well, how can God use me when I have this disability? How can God use me when I'm dyslexic? How can God use me when I have hormonal issues? How can God use me if I'm having these issues and these issues? And it says, the it says God loves the weak. And what we'll learn in this text is it's saying that God will use your weaknesses to show his power through the people around you. Like if you're called, if you call yourself a Christian, you call yourself a lover of God, there's nothing that God won't use in order to show light and shine light through you into the world. Okay. It says, usually we deny our weaknesses, defend them, excuse them, hide them, and uh, resent them. This prevents from God from using them 
in the ways he desires. So if there's any area in your life that you're, say maybe you're ashamed of, or you're trying to hide, or, you know, um, that's why I don't really like social media too much is because now the reverse is happening where not everybody, but a lot of people are just showing the good sides of them, you know, and that's, that's, I understand that, right? It's a highlight reel. You're never going to see a hundred percent of somebody's life, but it says when we hide our faults, when we hide our weaknesses and we make it, or we make excuses for them. Like when people say that's, that's just who I am, you know, or we hide them or we defend them by getting defensive. Like a lot of people don't like their weaknesses. You know, a lot of people don't like being vulnerable or showing you they're weak because, you know, people use can sometimes use your weaknesses against you. You know, sometimes people can point out your flaws and use them against you. But this book says that sometimes God does that in ways to help us. And I'll get there. But it says God has a different perspective on your weaknesses. He says, my thoughts and my ways are higher than yours. That's what God is saying. So we often act in ways that are exact opposite of what we expect. Oh, so he acts in exact ways that we expect. It says, we think that God only wants to use our strengths. You know, earlier we were talking about all the great things earlier this week and last week, we were talking about um, how God uses our strengths and our superpowers in order to help and to serve the world. It says, but God wants us to use, he doesn't only want to use our strength, but he also wants to use our weaknesses for his glory. Here come the devil. Get behind me, Satan. In Jesus name, I block you. Amen. Disgusting. What? Who got time? <laughs> who has time? You are blocked, sir. In Jesus name. Disgusting. Amen. Get behind me, Satan. See, every time you're trying to do God, do right. See how the, see how the devil just be creeping around. Just nasty. Block that person. <laughs> In Jesus name, I block you. Okay. It says the Bible says God purposely chooses or God purposely chose what the world considers weak in order to shame the powerful. Okay. It says your weaknesses are not by accident. God deliberately allowed them in your life for the purpose of demonstrating his power through you. Why can't I block that person? Okay. We're going to just, if y'all see somebody being nasty, just block it. Okay. It says God deliberately allowed them in your life for the purpose of uh, demonstrating his power through you. It says God has never impressed. God is never impressed by strength of or self-sufficiency. So if there's an area in your life that you just feel like you're all powerful and God ain't really, he ain't really impressed by that because he knows what strengths he gave you and he knows why he gave you that strength. But it says God has never been impressed with strength or self-sufficiency. You know how people be like, I did it by myself. I, I did it on my own. I got it out the mud by myself. It says God isn't impressed by that. He says, in, in fact, he draws to the people who are weak and admit it. When you are weak or if there's an area in your life where you really need help, it is imperative that we admit our faults and we say, hey, God, I need your help in this area. God, I need strength. God, I need discipline. God, I need uh, self-control. You know, sometimes it just takes one little thing and it can knock us off our, our path, right? Maybe it's a, a few drinks. Maybe it's somebody smoking around you. Maybe it's that man or that woman. Maybe it's loneliness. But sometimes the devil can use our weaknesses as a way to fall. But God wants to use our weaknesses to to bring life out of us and in fact, draw people 
What it says, in fact, he is drawn to people who are weak and admit it. Jesus regarded this recognition of our needs of being power in the spirit. This is allowing us and telling God to say, hey, look, or giving us power in the spirit. This is something I can't do without you. You know, that's why he gives us weaknesses so we can lean on him. It said is the number one attitude he blesses. The Bible is filled with examples of how God loves us. God, you uh, excuse me. God loves to use imperfect, imperfect, ordinary people to do extraordinary things in spite of their weaknesses. If God only used perfect people, nothing would get get done because none of us uh, are flawless. So it's saying that. God ain't going to use perfect people because there isn't one. So don't ever look at somebody else's life like, oh, they got it all figured out or they're perfect. No, we only see highlight reels. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes, right? So don't ever look at somebody else's life like, oh, they're perfect. No, God uses imperfect people because if he waited on perfect, nothing would get done. It says that God uses imperfect people to encourage news for all of us. Is encouraging news for all of us. It says a weakness or a thorn, as Paul called it, is not a sin or a vice or a character defect that you can change, such as overeating or impatience. So it's saying that a weak, your a weakness isn't just the surface stuff, right? If we can't stop eating or we can't stop, you know, if we give in to our cravings or whatever the case, that's not what that's not what they're talking about. It says a weakness is any limitation that you inherited or have no power to change. Maybe you're short. Maybe you have, um, you know, a different feature on your face or on your body, or maybe you're overly tall, or it can be something that was inherited or something that you have no power to change. Like for me, I'm skinty, skinty, right? Ain't no BBL, Ain't no, ain't no nothing besides silicone going to give me no kind of curves, right? Maybe a child one day, <laughs> but nothing that I can do, not even overeating is going to, I can't, I just can't. My body wasn't built like that. I'm just, I'm just a string bean, always been a string bean, maybe always will. We don't know, you know, things change, life changes. Um, but for right now, I've always been a little string bean, right? So there's nothing I can do about that. I can't. Unless I go get, like I said, some implants or some silicone, ain't no, ain't no BBL going to make no fat come. It ain't just, it ain't going to happen for me. Um, and to some people that might, they'd be like, girl, bye. That ain't nothing, right? <laughs> but when I was growing up, psychologically, it really messed with me. It messed with my self-esteem for a long time. Like I never felt like I was a woman physically or um, I never, I never felt like I was quote unquote, you know, whatever, because I didn't have those things that I would always see in the media. So although that might be a silly limitation for some, it, it used to really hinder my self-esteem uh, when growing up. But that's, that's neither. It says it may be a physical limitation, like a handicap, chronic illness, naturally low energy. I have that or a disability. And it may, it may be an emotional limitation such as trauma scars a hurtful memory, a personality quirk, or an inherently uh, disposition, or it may be a talent or intellectual limitation. So for me, I have dyslexia, right? Growing up, I was, I say numbers backwards. I had a hard time forming and understanding sounds and sentences and things like that. So everybody has some sort of limitation, whether it be emotional, like it said, chronicle illness, 
like God forbid, I knew somebody that just lost their, just passed away, but he was born with sickle cell anemia. And, uh, you know, some people have low energy or they just have a disability. It says we are, we are all not super bright or talented. It says when, when you think of the limitations of your life, you may be tempted to conclude God could never use me. When we look at our limitations, you might think, well, I can't, I can't get on a stage and and, and read and talk in front of all these people, or I can't do this because I have this going on, or I can't do this because I have this. It says God could, it says you may be thinking God can never use you, but God nev is never limited by our limitations. God will always find a purpose for the limitations. It says, in fact, he enjoys putting his great power into ordinary uh, containers. All right. He don't need you to be all shiny and in the nicest. Here we go. Golly, be blocked and be blessed. What is wrong? Can you get a job, sir? Can you get a job? Somebody is really on the hunt. Look at the devil. Let me stop being distracted by, by the devil. Lord, get behind me, Satan. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, whoever you are. I pray that the Lord conquers your soul and that you do great things in this world and you have a blessed life. In Jesus name. Amen. When you uh, when you. OK, where am I at? It says uh, God likes putting extraordinary into ordinary containers. It says the Bible says we are like clay jars in which this treasure is stored. The real power comes from God and not from us. Like common pottery, we are fragile and flawed and break easily. It says, but God will use us if we allow him to work through our weaknesses. For that to happen, we must we must follow the model of Paul. <laughs> yes, hit that like button, y'all. It says, um, it says, admit your weaknesses. Own up to your imperfections. Stop pretending to have it all together and be honest with yourself. Y'all, that can be the hardest thing. Remember, I always say, like, don't ever lie to yourself, right? Don't lie to yourself because it really, really can hold you back. But when you really take a look and say of the things that that are hindering you or that you're not proud of or or something that something that you're just you're battling with, it can be very hard. It can be very hard to look yourself in the mirror or just admit your flaws. It says instead of instead of living in denial or making excuses, take time to identify your personal weaknesses. You might want to start by making a list. It says if God wants to use you, you must know who God is and and know who you are. It says many Christians, especially leaders, Forget the second truth. We're only human. And if it takes a crisis to get your you to admit it, God won't hesitate to allow it because he loves you. So sometimes things are coming. Things come up. Or things come out or we're exposed or our secrets are told or whatever the case may be, because God is using that to just say, hey, I already know it's cool. Like, don't let somebody outing you or don't let somebody pushing your secrets to the forefront or whatever the case is, discourage you from moving forward and allowing God to use you. Because he says, if you want God to use you, you must know who God is and you must know who you are. You must know who you are. Hey, I'm Brittany. I'm weak in this area. These are the things that I deal with. These are the things that I'm limited to. And this is where we lean on God. It says we're only human. And if we and if it takes crisis 
to get you to admit this, God won't hesitate to allow it because he loves you. That's why when you see a lot of powerful people get shunt, like get like exposed, so to speak, it's because they're hiding who they really are. But I love when Charlemagne says, if you if you admit your weaknesses, admit your downside, there's nothing that that God can't use. There's nothing that people can either use also to hinder you. So don't ever feel like you have to pretend you're somebody else or you're not. Um, you're, you're 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 it's OK to be flawed. It's OK not to have it all figured out. You're not supposed to. But God sometimes will will use those circumstances to push you to the forefront. But what are you going to do about it when it happens? If you're, quote unquote, exposed or outed by your friends or outed by your family for a secret or something that's that's hindering you or that you didn't want people to know. How will you look at that? You know, it says be content with your weaknesses. Paul says, I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may work through me. Since I know it is all for Christ's good, I am quite content with my weaknesses. Okay. I think the, the reason why we get so hung up or why people get exposed and they get all scared is because they, they're pretending to be somebody they're not. Never pretend you're somebody that you're not. I understand fake it till you make it, but it's one thing to, um, and I don't even want to say this, this individual's name. But there was an individual who would go around and tell a lot of women, just give women I, what I thought at the time was great relationship advice, great relationship advice, right? Boosting their self-esteem, um, trying to 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 give people like just just good, good relationship advice. And then he was outed for cheating on his wife. Right. And I believe that. Had. We have to be very careful with what we what we put out, especially as leaders, especially as experts. I feel like when you sit on a on a rock and you feel like you're mightier than you are and you're doing other things behind the scenes, God will expose it. And I don't know if it was God. I don't know if it was the devil. I don't, I don't know, child. But instead of, you know, sitting on top of the rock and saying this and saying that you have to be who you you have to be who you project to be. You know, I, I deal with my own things behind the scenes and I'm not perfect, but I'm working every day diligently to to overcome them and to do the things that I feel like God is calling me to do. I am not a, a perfect vessel. And I think that that's important to share. I think it's important to share the things that you're struggling with. I don't think that we're supposed to walk around like we're these perfect beings because nobody is perfect. It's OK to say, hey, this is an area in my life that I'm struggling with. Or this is an area in my life that I don't have all figured out. Because when you when you call yourself a leader, you call yourself a person of Christ. We're not supposed to walk around like we're holier than thou in doing things. And I think that that's why people get so hurt and turned off by Christianity is because people tend to do that. They tend to walk around like they're the perfect beings and then they get, quote unquote, exposed. And then it's just like, oh, you were talking all that. Yeah, yeah. And look at how you're living. So it's very important for us that we try to live as best as we can, but always know that um, we have weaknesses in some areas. But then in turn, not to say those type of those are decisions, but God will use your weaknesses, the things that you feel are defaults or things that you feel that, that, that you're powerless to, to turn that around and, and, and get it in and, and get you on the right path or to help out other people. Thank you so much. Happy housewife. Y'all better work. 
uh, talking about supplements and fasting and all of this stuff in the comments. I love to see it. <laughs> and make sure you do your research. Make sure you understand what the pro, uh, provisions of fasting are. If you guys do fast, make sure you know what you're supposed to do while you're fasting. The Bible does give you instructions on fasting and how you're supposed to operate and how you're supposed to kind of not to say y'all are y'all are doing great work. So keep talking about it, but how you're supposed to kind of keep it to yourself and things like that. So make sure y'all go read about it, too. That's important. But continue on. I love to see it. Um, it says at first it. OK, so. When God is using your weaknesses, this is at first, it doesn't make sense. We want to be freed from our weaknesses, not uh, be content with them. But the contentment is an expression of faith in, in the goodness of God. It says, God, I believe you. I believe you love me and, I, and know what's best for me. And it says, Paul gives several reasons to be content with our inborn weaknesses. It says, first, they cause us to depend on God. That is the number one reason why we have the weaknesses we have. So God knows that. So he he's sitting there like, okay, you know, you ain't got it all figured out. You know, you weak in that area. So are you going to call on me or not? <laughs> are you going to allow me to help you or not? So it allows us to depend on God. It says referring to his own weakness, which God refused to take away. Paul said, I was quite I was quite happy about the thorn or his weakness for when I am weak then I am strong and the less I have and the more I depend on him whenever you feel weak God reminds you to depend on him and it says our weaknesses also prevent arrogance okay our weaknesses will humble us baby like baby baby girl baby boy you not you know uh uh come on come on sit down you ain't got it all figured out it says they keep us humble. It says Paul says I wouldn't I wouldn't get a big head and I would give um I was given the gift of a handicap to keep me uh content Oh, excuse me. I was given the gift of a handicap to keep me consistent constant <laughs> in constant touch with my limitations. God often attaches a major weakness to a major strength to keep our egos in check. If somebody had it all figured out and they were walking around all high and mighty, you know, God doesn't want us to be in that space. He wants us to all connect and all be on the same accordance as far as Christianity is knowing that we have to we have to lean on each other. We have to depend on each other. We can't do it by ourselves. You know, that's why nobody has it figured out. I don't care if it's the one person who Seems like their life is all together. Everything is working out. Everybody deals with something, whether they decide to share it or not. And if they decide to share it. That's their business, right? We can't force people to, to tell their truth. That's that's them in their time. But when it comes to ourselves, because that's all that we can control, you know, God is using those limitations to keep our egos in check, to keep us kind of, like, come on down to earth. Come on, come on, have a seat, sat down, right? <laughs> A limitation can act as a governor to keep us from going too fast or, or running ahead of God. It, it's, it's keeping our pace. It's saying that there's nothing that we can do without God. You know, I always say, and to go back to my size, I always said God gave me my body type to keep me humble. He knew if he gave me the body in my mind that I envisioned, he, he wouldn't have been able to, I would have probably been doing too much. 
or doing the wrong thing or in the wrong industry in the wrong whatever he knew i think that he knew i had a gift that he that he wanted to use i feel like he knew i'd be obedient and in my in my path and my struggle so he was like i ain't giving you that or that because you you be doing too much because he gave it to all my other siblings all my all my sisters <laughs> all my sisters got the body right but me i'm the little string bean and i think he did that on purpose and i know that that's a silly limitation I know that that doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of life, but I believe that he does certain things to keep us humble, to keep us right in the space that he needs us. Because if he gives you too much, if he gives you too much money, not to say that he won't bless you when you're ready, but if he gave you too much money or gave you your what you're praying for too soon that he couldn't use, he you, you wouldn't lean on him. You would lean into the things that he gives you, right? It says when Gideon... Um, and this is an interesting point in story, right? It says when Gideon recruits, recruited an army of 32,000 to fight the Mennonites, God uh, wilted down to just 300. You know, the, the movie 300, one thing I don't like about it is they took God completely out of 300. I'm going to finish reading this and we're going to talk about it. It says making the odds 400 to one. As they went to fight 135,000 enemy troops, it appeared to be a receipt of a recipe for disaster. But God did it to the Israel. God, excuse me, but God did it so Israel would know it was God's power, not their own strength, that saved them. So what it's saying is, um, Gideon took the took an army. He recruited over 32,000 people to fight these to fight the enemy. God wilted it down to 300 people so that they knew that y'all ain't the reason why y'all defeated all these folks, 135,000 enemy troops. Y'all did it because of me, right? God whittled it down to 300. And one thing I don't like about the movie, I love them. The movie's a great movie. Let's just keep it real, right? The 300 movie is a great movie. But one thing I don't like about it is there's no mention of God. It gave all the power to... Uh, what was the king at the time and all the men, you know, that they were the, 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 the most powerful, you know, the, the most fighting they fought together, which possibly could be true in the story, you know, but what I didn't like about that movie is it took God out of it. The reason why those 300 were successful was not because they were the most strong, not because they had, you know, the best fighting position and they went in the mountain and, 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 and got all those people sucked in the, and that may have happened in the story. I didn't read it in the Bible, but the reason why they won is because of God in the movie. They got defeated. They won in the Bible because of God. It says our weaknesses also encourage fellowship between believers. The reason why we connect you guys is through our weaknesses. You know, when we're in church, one thing that I love about church is what I thought. One thing I love about my church. And if you don't have a church like this, we don't have to find you in a different church. I pray and fellowship and hug and cry with perfect strangers, but they feel like family members because that's that's the type of hand that my pastor has on the church and the type of people that he draws to them. I fellowship this Sunday with a with a young lady named Ashley that was super, super sweet, and we had never met each other. But our weaknesses also encourage fellowship with believers, between believers. The reason why we connect, I believe. Are, are through our weaknesses or before because of our stories. You know, I have some of the Patreon people because of the stories that we share on there. Um, it says, while strength breeds 
an independent spirit. I don't need anyone else. Our limitations show us how much we need each other. You know, our strength would be like, you know what? Bump that. I don't need nobody. I'm good by myself. I'm strong. Our weaknesses come to show us how much we do need each other. You know, we can live in the arrogance of our strength. And then we can live in our limitations and show us how much we we need and depend on each other. Um, good morning, you guys. <laughs> he wants says, sure will will humble you. Absolutely. Our weaknesses will humble us. You want you. And I, you know, what's so interesting. Have y'all ever had a season? Where you were, you felt like you were good. Like I am on it. I got this together. I got this together. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then something happens. You'd be like, wait, I just thought I had it figured out. And then I don't got it figured out no more. Like what happened? Like I was on the right path. I was, I was doing right. I was moving. I was shaking. I thought, I thought I had it figured out. Why don't I have it figured it out? God don't ever want us to be in a season where we have it figured out way too long. Because when we have it figured out way too long, we forget God. Because we can go, it's easy to go to God when you're weak, right? It's easy to go to God when you're tore down, when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're suffering, when you need strength, when you need patience, when you're, you know, your, your husband ain't doing right. Your kids ain't doing right. When the money is funny, it's easy to go to God in those seasons. And I believe that's why he takes us through those seasons. So we don't forget him. But when we're on top of the world, when the money is flowing, when the boo is booing, when the kids is acting right, when the when the job is going great, we we tend to forget God a little bit. You know, we tend to go into a, a, a space or an area where we're like, oh, I got this. Shoot. I'm on it. Oh, I got my boo. Finally, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. And then we forget God. And then he'd be like, hold on now. Slow it on down. Don't you don't forget how you got there. <laughs> don't forget who put you in position. Right. <laughs> it says uh, Christians like snowflakes are fragile. So individually, we're fragile. Right. Just like a little snowflake. Y'all ever caught a snowflake in your hand? For those of you who have not saw snow. Good morning. Whoever has never seen any snow uh, anytime forever in your life. Try to catch a snowflake. And you'll see if you catch it in your hand, whether your hand is outside of a mitt or inside of a mitt, when it catches it, it quickly dissolves It's super one tiny snowflake is super, super fragile. So it says Christians are like snowflakes are are fragile, but when they stick together, they are unstoppable. They can stop traffic. Have y'all ever been hit with a snowball? <laughs> Have you ever been a uh, let your car? OK, I'm going to tell you all a quick story. When I lived in New York um, for the first time, that was the first time I actually lived in snow, snow for real as an adult. Right. And I had a car and the, it was the first time snow fell. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. And in the morning, I heard all this scraping like, right. I'm like, what is that? Like if the snow fell. What am I? It's early. Why is people? Why are people scraping? What's all the scraping? I'm just kidding here from different sides of outside my window. I look outside my window. And all these people are, are, you know, scraping all the snow off their cars and, and moving the snow out the way. And I'm like, oh, why are they moving it? It's so pretty. Like, what are they doing? Why so early? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm confused. Until I had to move my car hours later, I think, or maybe a day or two later. Cause I think I stayed in the house. I don't remember if, I don't know. It was a minute, right? I quickly found out why those people got up. 
and we're scraping all that snow. Y'all, my car was stuck. I was like, oh, that's why they did it. Because snowfall, when it first falls, it's all soft and pretty and cute. But as it sits and it settles, it gets hard, like a rock turns into ice. And then it can bury anything. It can, it, you know, snow can be very dangerous. And I love that. So it says, when one snowflake is very fragile. But when they all stick together, they can stop traffic. Y'all, my car was stuck. So if we come together, if we strengthen ourselves and we come together and we lean on each other, we are unstoppable. We can stop traffic. It says, most of all, our weaknesses increase our capacity for sympathy uh, and ministry. You know, when we are weak, we definitely can can be joined together. We definitely can can come together and 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 make things happen, right? Um, and then we can empathize with one each one another. The reason why we go through things is so we can minister to others and be like, you know, I've been there. I understand, and you're going to get through it. And how we can lead people back to God, and how we can get people to lean on God, because when we go through things. It helps us empathize and sympathize with others. You know, that's what anybody can call me and be like, hey, Britt, this and this and this happened. Like, oh, I've been there. Or if I haven't been there, I can empathize or sympathize with them. It says uh, we are all far more likely to be compassionate and considerate of weaknesses in others. God wants you to have a Christian like ministry on earth. That means other people are going to find healing in your wounds. Nothing that you've been through or nothing that you're going through is is for nothing. You know, and you might not have a, a ministry of of, of, of a, a show. You might you might get a live stream, whatever your heart is desiring. But maybe your ministry is in your classroom. Maybe there's going to be a kid that's going to go through something and you're going to be able to empathize and sympathize with them and get them through the day. Maybe you are going to be that person in your church. You might not be in the pulpit. Maybe it's the, something somebody in your row. You know, maybe you're going to be the, 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 the ministry in your family, you know, or in your friend group. Always remember that you did not go through anything for nothing. Everything that you've experienced can be worked for the greatness of God. It says your greatest life message, your greatest life messages and your most effective ministry will come out of your deepest hurts. So the things that you went through the most. The things or the things that pained you the most, that brought you to right where you are, your childhood trauma, anything, use that, turn that weakness into a strength and use it as your ministry to help you to fight battles and to help people combat what they've already been through. Because that's why you have, that's why the things that you went through were there. The things you're most embarrassed about, the most ashamed of, the most reluctant to share are the very tools God can use, uh, use most powerful to heal others. Everything that you went through was to heal somebody else. Everything you went through was for your testimony. Everything you went through was to give somebody else strength. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, absolutely. The snowflakes will come together, man. When we come together, that's why I love morning motivation. When we come together, we pray for each other. We 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 share our stories. It just builds us and makes us stronger. We are powerful together. One person can only do so much when we come together and we minister together and we help each other share our stories like y'all were sharing in the chats about your fasting and everything like that. It's some powerful stuff going on, right? 
<laughs> Norma says that NYC snow is no joke. You have to shovel your car out ASAP. I, uh, yeah, and I found out real quick. I found out in one day. Okay, that snow ain't nothing to play with. I was like, oh, it's cool. And and if you ever find yourself digging your car out, start from the top and go to the bottom. Man, I tried to, I thought snow was light. No, it ain't. So that just shows us one individual snowflake. One, one of us can do a little bit, but together, man, we can cause things to stop, stand still, get stuck. Okay. Get behind me, Satan. You have no power, power here. You have no power here, right? <laughs> Kiki said, girl, snow ain't cute when you got to shovel it. Absolutely, it's not. It is painful, okay? I was like, oh my gosh, it's so pretty. It's snowing. And that's how we look individually, right? But when the devil sees all of us together coming down or when our prayers come together and we, and we, put, and we lay hands on something in the name of Jesus, we can't nothing stop us. It says all of God's giants are weak people. Moses's weaknesses was his temper. It caused him to murder an Egyptian, strike him with a rock that was supposed to speak, that was supposed to speak and break. He broke the tablet of the Ten Commandments. It says, yet God transformed Moses into the humblest man on earth. It's showing you over and over and over God's grace on people who he had to humble but he used their weaknesses to humble them, right? It says Gideon's weakness was his low self-esteem and deepest insecurities, but God transformed him into the mighty man of valor or valor. Adam's, uh, Abraham, excuse me, Abraham's weakness was fear. Not once, but twice he claimed his wife was his sister to protect himself. But God transformed Abraham into a father for those who have faith, uh, who had faith, impulsive, weak-willed Peter became a rock. The adulterer David became a man after God's own heart. And John, one of the ar arrogant sons of thunder, became an apostle of love. The list goes on and on, and it would take too long to recount the stories of, of the faith of Barak, Samson, David, Samuel, and all the prophets, their weaknesses were turned into strengths. God specializes in turning weaknesses into strengths. He wants to take your greatest weakness and transform it. Okay. Be honest about your weaknesses. Now here, um, I'm not going to, maybe I will have enough time. One thing Sarah Jakes was talking about into the, in the sermon that I shared, right? Was what did she say? She said, you can't serve two masters, right? And sometimes we think that master is money. Sometimes we think that master is sin. Sometimes that master, that master can be fear. Sometimes that master can be limiting beliefs. Sometimes that master can, can feel like, you know, self-doubt or nothing. God is so powerful. Anything that you're dealing with, any part of you that is weak, I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. And then he can turn it around. All you got to do is lean on him, call on him and know that you serve a mighty God. Know that you serve a God that will never leave you nor forsake you. You serve a God that will never let your fruit not come to pass when you've planted the seeds and you have utter faith. But let your faith be stronger than your weaknesses. Let your faith grow you from the roots all the way up and sprout to the head to the heaven so that you can bear the fruit that God has called you that he that she knows that you can he can plant into your life. 
Do not allow your weaknesses or your limiting beliefs or your limitations determine who God has called you to be. Where you are right now is not where God wants you to be. He wants you to grow further and further and further in your faith. And there is nothing that he can't do. So don't let your weaknesses or don't let, you know, your determination to prove God right limit you in the drought. I understand that it can be, it can feel like, you know, I want to follow God, but, but this is, this is, this is torture. This doesn't feel good. That is, that's just the, that's the first step. He needed to remove and, and drought you so that he can turn your soil. So that he can mold and, and put more down. You know, when anytime the farmers go to plant for a new season, they have to till the soil. It's dry at first. It's wheat. It's barren at first. When you come out of winter, it's barren and there's no life. But when you till your soil, when you start planting those seeds, when you start watering those flowers and you have utter faith that it's going to come and you live with abundant expecting in your faith, know that God is all powerful. Your faith has to be stronger than your weaknesses. Your faith has to be bigger than your doubts because you serve a God who is abundant. But you that's where your faith lies, the faith of a mustard seed. Right. But sometimes a mustard seed ain't enough. Sometimes you got to spread out a whole bunch of mustard seeds. OK, <laughs> and, and know that God will do abundant and blessing things in your life. It does not stop at your weaknesses. That's just the first phase. That is just the first part. God had to pull out all those weeds and all those roots and remove that relationship and remove those bad habits and remove and remove and remove. So it feels barren. It feels it feels like there's nothing there. That's just the first phase, baby girl. That is just the first phase, my phase, my king. He is trying to remove so that you can be freed, that you can be empty so that he can start filling you. But the only way he can do that is to have faith. It's okay to remove. It's okay to be like, okay, God, I, I stopped doing this. I stopped doing that. You called me to, to be better in this area. You called me to get my finances together. You called me to leave that relationship. You called and it just feels like I'm, I'm by myself. It feels like I'm weak, but no, that's just the first phase. He is tilling your soil, but you have to have faith that all things are going to come through God and Jesus Christ who strengthens you. When you are feeling weak, call on the call on God. And have faith that he is going to do abundant things in your life. Do not stay in the drought. The drought is just for a season. But like Sarah Jake said, there is a thundercloud coming. And sometimes we don't pray for abundance because we're scared of the overflow. You know, we're in a drought and we just want to be in our comfort zone of the, of the depression, the comfort zone of the sorrow, the comfort zone of the limit, the limiting beliefs. Don't stay in that comfort zone man, break out of that soil. Your soil has been, is being tilted and the seeds are being planted and you're watering it. Just have faith that, that abundant things are happening for you and that are going to be poured into your life. It just is a matter of time. So just know that God is on his way. Know that God is on his way. It says, be honest and share your weaknesses as your ministry. Oh, wait, here, I want to talk about this. It says, vulnerability is a risk. Sometimes we don't want to be vulnerable because we feel like, well, if I'm vulnerable, then I'm scared. You know, we don't want to be vulnerable on our faith. So what do we do? We latch on to fear. We latch on covering up what, what, what we're what we're lacking in our weaknesses. It's OK. It says it can be scary to lower your defenses and open up your life to others or to God. When you reveal your failures, your feelings, your frustrations and your fears, you risk rejection. A lot of us don't want to tell people, hey, I'm weak in this area or please pray for me because I, I need help or 
or I feel lonely in this season. God, I know you called me to be celibate and let go of that relationship, but this hurts. I don't like being lonely. I don't like not having anybody. I don't like feeling like this. But vulnerability is the emotional, it's emotionally liberating. We can't keep we can't keep these things inside. We have to be open. This is opening up reveals stress, diffuses your fears. And, and you first step is, is freedom. When we are, are truthful about our vulnerabilities, that's when God can go ahead and plant those seeds. And you can have those conversations with like believers and people that you trust and they can pour in, 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 in blessings and prayers for you. It's okay to go to your people and say, you know what? I'm weak in this area. I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling this. Please pray for me. And that's when you get a word, when you're honest about where your weaknesses lie and the areas that you're struggling with, that's when you can go search the word. That's when you can type in YouTube. Hey, I'm, I'm feeling this way. I need help in this season. And that's when God can speak the word through the Bible to you, or he can give you a word or somebody can speak into your life, or you'll find the video that is going to transform your mindset. So it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay not to have it all figured out. And in Jesus name, I pray that you have the strength to put down your cape. It's okay. You don't got to be strong all the time. You are a powerful person. You are strong. You are. So don't let nobody tell you you're not. But vulnerability is the emotional is emotionally liberating. You know, how can we get the love that we want through through the through our future husbands and our husbands if we can't be vulnerable? But first, we got to be vulnerable with God. OK, first, we have to let him know that we need him and humility and uh, humility is not putting yourself down or denying your strength, rather being honest with your weaknesses and honest with yourself and know that God will work and do amazing things. And it is just a season and that anything in this too shall pass and everything is being done with God. And, and through Jesus Christ, who God is can strengthen you. Okay. Thank you guys so much. I pray that this gave you some sort of empowerment for your day, that you can move through the day with understanding your weaknesses are just a, a starting point for God, that he is using them to work and do miraculous things in your life and that anything can happen and this too shall pass. Okay. I love you guys. I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. Go ahead and listen to, uh, the, the, the passage that I shared while you're driving to work or if you're not at work or during your lunch or while you're fasting, because a lot of you guys are fasting, listen to uh, that that message I shared with Sarah Jakes Roberts and allow him to move and minister into your life. OK, I love you guys. Have a beautiful, blessed day. God is working and he's going to do amazing and abundant things in your life. In God, in Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Y'all have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day and I will see you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will see you all tomorrow. Do not forget to hit the like button. Subscribe. I love you all. Be blessed and have a wonderful one. Bye, y'all.